Welcome to a Lunch with Biggie, a podcast about small business and creatives sharing their stories and inspiring you. Today, my guest started on a journey in search for treasure at the bottom of the ocean with a clothing brand called Blue Dreams. However, on his journey to inspire others to follow their dreams, he ended up following a different dream. I guess you can call it a hoop dream. Uh, And he please welcome an illustrator, graphic designer and sneaker designer. And I guess TikTok star Anderson Blue (laughs) to the show. What's going on, Anderson? Hey, what's going on, man? Long time. No see. Always great to see you, man. Good to see you, man. I see you enough on social, but I don't. It's great <laughs> to be able to kind of we we like we talk on DM, but it's it's great to actually be able to to have a conversation with you, man. How are you things going? Everything's good. It feels like it was just yesterday. We uh, ran into each other at Creative South, and it's been great to see you know your development ever since. You know? Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So before we start, I know obviously I'm on a lunch break. We're both on lunch breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your go-to sandwich? <sighs> So over in Long Island, um, we're known for our delis and there's a thing called like a chicken fantastic. And it's like chicken cutlet, right? As a panini with a salad, with lettuce, tomato, pepper jack cheese as a panini with, um, what's the orange dressing? What's it called? Thousand Island dressing? Thousand Island or French? French. There you go. It is amazing. So good. That's my favorite sandwich. Chicken fantastic. That sounds good. I like that. It's a good one. So, <laughs> um, so I wanted to kind of chat with you because you really have an interesting story and kind of what I've said in mm-hmm. the intro and everything like that. Like, so you originally started off with a clothing brand, um, and it's kind of evolved to, um, you know, to kind of, you know, and and I obviously I want you to be able to tell your story. So, but it's kind of evolved to where it was originally like a deep deep underwater uh, mm-hmm. type themed um, clothing brand. And then it evolved. And then all of a sudden you kind of did a transition and evolved where it became like limited edition inspired, I would mm-hmm. say, sneaker, pop art, you know, pop mm-hmm. culture, basketball type prints. Tell me a little bit about that, how that whole story kind of went about. Yeah, definitely. It's funny. I haven't talked about this in a while, so it's kind of good to go down memory lane. But, um, you know, to make a long story short, especially when it comes to the clothing brand, it was in college where senior year in college, um, my roommate was a graphic designer. And I've always been into art, but the only reason why I didn't take it seriously or I didn't go to school for art is because, you know, most people who are artists, you probably heard this, like, you know, you don't make money as artists. You know, if you do that, you become a star of an artist. So to play it safe, I decided to go to school for business. And my whole mentality was worst case scenario, maybe I could use my creative side in marketing, right? Thought that made sense. Um, in college, um, randomly, I came up with some idea called like an iHeart College shirt take away the two L's, put two uh, solo cups with a beer pong ball, <laughs> drew it out. Friends thought it was cool. Show my friend who's a graphic designer. He's like, yo, I can make it a shirt. As soon as he said that, I took my scholarship money from track, bought a heating press, made t-shirts, walked around my campus trying to sell them, sold out. And ever since then, that's where I got hit with the idea to start a clothing brand. Um, ever since college, I've just been like everybody else just trying to figure it out. And it was weird because... I don't know if you remember this, but around like 2009, 2008, um, it was like this t-shirt bubble. That's when all these new brands were coming about, coming about like the hundreds, uh, yep. Johnny Cupcakes and stuff like that. So, you know, those brands inspired me to go down the clothing brand path because I just thought it made sense to, you know, run as a business. So because I was from Long Island, wanted to go with a, 
aquatic theme brand, had the deep sea divers, the mascot. And I spent the next six, six to seven years just really grinding, trying to figure it out. Um, taught myself to be a graphic designer. Um, you know, like I said, any artist out there, you already know the difference between drawing on paper and doing it digitally and doing it for t-shirts. But um, that's how everything started out. By the way, the name of the clothing brand was, uh, was Blue Dreams, hence the Anderson Blue. So um, yeah, that's how everything started. Yeah. And so that, and it was, I, I remember like you even, you even went the route during that time. And, and what I loved was you were very, you know, and, and you're kind of one of those where I kind of feel like your, um, your thought process is very similar to mine in the sense of like community and, and popular and like being very like, you know, like, Hey, I'm friend, I'm, I'm open to share my process or at least to share the kind of how it is. We could all kind of grow and learn together. Like you actually even did, um, which I, by the way, I love the name of it. You actually did like kind of posted an online book, um, where it was like a guide to starting your own clothing brand and you called yeah. it like my blueprint. Now, the cool thing is it, his last name is blue, but it's not blue. Like B L U E it's B L U U. Um, mm -hmm. and so it's got, it, it just, it just makes sense. Like it just made mm -hmm. total sense. Um, and so I absolutely love that you, that you were going that route and did it. And you had some amazing, um, amazing stuff. Like I, I remember, you know, you, when we, cause I think it was before creative South or in that mm -hmm. tween of creative South, you were still doing, you were in that blue dream, um, you know, world where it was like the, the, based on the clothing brand. Mm -hmm. Um, or you were pretty, or I think it was like somewhere in that range. Right. Cause then 2016 mm -hmm. happened something, you got injured and then that's kind right. of things kind of, uh, tell, tell us a little bit about that story, how you kind of transitioned and how, you know, how it went from clothing to some, to, 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 to kicks. So it's funny because I feel like when we met was when my turning point was happening because at creative South, I can't remember if I just got over my injury or I was still like living through it. But pretty much what happened was in 2016, I tore my patella tendon playing basketball. I mean, playing ball. And um, pretty much for those who don't know, patella tendon is kind of resembles an ACL tear. But like once you tear that ligament, you can't walk, right? It's a ligament that connects to your, uh, your knee, your kneecap. So I spent six weeks literally on bed rest, just literally looking at the ceiling, watching TV. And going through the whole process and I'm going to be, I'm going to be very honest how everything happened. So, so now I'm on bed rest, right? I've spent the last seven years building this brand. I'm in probably 20, $30,000 in debt because, you know, when you're doing seasons, if it sells, if it doesn't sell, it doesn't matter. You have to keep on rolling. Right. So now I'm about like 25, 26, whatever. I'm saying to myself that I put everything on the back burner to focus for this brand and now I'm in debt, I'm hurt, and I can't even move around and sell the brand like I wanted to. So around that time, I was just like, you know what? I just need to do something different. I was talking to my girlfriend at the time about maybe just putting down the brand and moving forward, maybe getting a regular job or whatever. But during that time when I was, you know, pretty much sitting on bed rest, I said to myself, you know what? I definitely love art. I've been going to these events. I've been hearing about these art prints and stuff like that. And everybody's saying that you should do something that you love. And I thought to myself, I'm like, you know what? The things I do love is basketball. I do enjoy sneakers. I do enjoy pop art, like comics and stuff like that. I wonder if it's a way for me to mix those worlds together. So as soon as that hit me, probably a weekend from 
become better at. I just just started drawing, started like planning out ideas like what art, what poster can I do that's based around basketball? What poster can I do is based around popular sneakers and movies? And I just went at it. I just did as many designs as I can. I just worked on them as my leg was like hanging in the air. And um, that's what really got this entire process started. And then um, I decided to continue doing events like because usually I do like convention shows like the um, comic cons and sneaker cons or any cons that make sense for me personally. And I was like, I'm going to try to sell off the rest of my shirts, but I'm also going to try to um, bring these prints with me. Um, right after my leg was healed, I had like one more pop-up shop to do with a store. So, and it was during the Olympics. So I said, you know what? I'm going to bring these prints with me with the t-shirts I plan to sell. I had no idea how the prints were going to go. So I was like, you know what? If you buy both shirts, I'll give you the print, right? And two weeks into it, as we're marketing it, the store keeps telling me, he's like, I don't know what's going on, but people only buying these shirts for the prints. I'm like, you serious? Like, yeah. So I'm at the pop-up shop. I'm seeing people come from Manhattan. I'm seeing people come from the Bronx. And I've never had that before. So I'm watching this happen in real time, saying to myself, there's something here to this basketball artwork because I'm in a sneaker store. So it makes yeah. sense. But um, that was my first eye opener of, you know what? Maybe I'm going to stick to this for a year and see where it takes me. But that's how the whole transition happened for me going from clothing brand to, you know, I guess being just a full blown artist. It just happened because I just needed to make the change. And looking back at it, I said to myself, you know what? When I got that injury, it was like the worst thing ever. I had to learn how to walk again. Yeah. It was the worst, right? But now at this moment, I look back and I'm like, if that injury didn't happen, there's no way I'll be doing what I'm doing now because I would have continued doing the clothing brand. So, yeah. you know, what? at the end of the day, it's like a blessing in disguise. That it is. That it is. And it's funny because in many ways you can even say that you followed your own your own clothing brand slogan because the slogan for your brand was like, follow your dreams, not the crowd. Yeah. And kind of what you did was <laughs> you kind of went a different direction that wasn't mm -hmm. very something that was uh, as popular. And you're right. There's a whole world, like obviously sneaker population um, that collectors and, and everything, like sneaker heads that, you know, basically mm -hmm. it just makes sense. And, and I know I'm quite aware of that because I'm friends with a guy who, owns Rockham apparel who does like the, they do the socks. And, uh, okay. and it was the whole reason why he did it was the same thing. Everyone has these cool sneakers, but they don't have socks to match with the match their outfit to go with the sneaker. So that's how mm -hmm. he kind of started it. Um, and that's how his brand kind of came about. So it makes total sense um, that you went that route, which is uh which is amazing to me. So I know that we are first, I believe your first print was kind of like, I, I think it was like, what was it like an air Jordan was it an MJ yeah. one. Uh, mm -hmm. like an Air Jordan one. And what's cool about it is that, you know, the way your prints are, it basically is not like your, um, you know, I would say for at least for that one and then possibly like your Space Jam one, mm -hmm. there's like elements that you know and you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, that's Jordan or oh yeah, that's, that's uh, you know, that's Space Jams. But obviously you, 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 you kind of teeter the line when it comes to these prints right. to be mm -hmm. able to do that, which is, which I think is great. Um, what would you say, out of the prints that you've done so far, you've gotten probably like has been like this has been because like I love the Greek freak one um, and like the, the the black mamba one. Is there is there been one particular one that you're like, holy cow, like this is like I, I, I I'm definitely on this. Like this is it right here, you know, besides it, the it, first print that you did when you did the when you did it. Yeah, I, I think the the first um, 
Air Jordan one. I think I call it like the goat to save myself from being sued or whatever. But, you know, when I first did the artwork for me, it was just trying to figure out what I could do to be different. So, you know, um, what I tried to do is see how many pieces of artwork I could do from like either the chest down, the waist down, the focus on the sneakers. So that's what I did for the Air uh, for the Air Jordan one. But the print that definitely like really broke ground, hands down, to Space Jam one. Yeah. To this day, there is no print. There's no design I've done to see this been ripped off, copied, taken, used for other things. And of course, as an artist, it's frustrating. But to see it happen in real time is like, wow, I did not realize artwork have an impact like that. You know, that was the artwork that when I say broke ground, you know, I would open my Instagram when I first started and big um, streetwear websites were posting about it, just saying like, check out this artwork by Anderson Blue. You have to check this out, follow him. And that's probably, you know, I've been doing a clothing brand for, like I said, seven years, but the sales just from them mentioning the artwork, like I've never had sales like that ever at that time in like, you know, my art career. So hands down, the Space Jam was the one that really opened my eyes like, okay, this can really, really be a thing. Um, it's going to take a while to kind of, you know, get it rolling because it's really no <laughs> blueprint yeah. towards, you know, becoming an artist or trying to become, you know, pop artist or anything like that. But, you know, I, I could see what it could be just with that one print. Gotcha. Now, I just had a curiosity, and I think that I know the answer, but that's why I'm asking, do you, are you still currently doing, are you doing, are you doing the design work full time or are you still you're still doing accounting? Are you still doing accounting and a regular full time job? Right. As well. So you're ba you're actually balancing in both of these. Yeah. Things. Yeah. So um, I do have my my own tax office. That's that's still happening. Um, as we speak, I'm looking to um, pull back from that a little bit more to focus more on the art. Yeah. Um, just because it's just grown so much. But right now, yes, I am doing uh, both. That's mm -hmm. awesome, man. No, I, I, hey, I totally, of course, I, I'm one of those. So I'm like, I totally get it because I'm, I'm mm -hmm. balancing, I'm balancing it all while working. So I totally get that. Where, where would you say you get your inspiration for your designs? Um, like when you're talking, because obviously you, you kind of, you come back just like you said, you love, you know, like you have, you love comics. So like you did like a Batman, you've done a Spider Man one. Um, you know, there's different designs you've done. You kind of kicked it old school, like little penny. Um, so does the design, are you dictating the designs more based on things that you appreciate and love, or is it also kind of like, Hey, this is what's coming up next. Uh, mm -hmm. like this is the next sneaker release. I should do something to go with the release. Um, mm -hmm. like, are you kind of at that point now where you're kind of, you know, cause I could see in initially you going the route of like, these are the things I love. Let me try this. this. These are things I love. But now you're kind of almost finding a recipe, right? To mm -hmm. uh, like to what's working for you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. In the beginning, I think it was just figuring out. I, I think at the beginning, I was following what was happening with the current trends. I still do that to this day. Um, it's a mixture of everything you said. It's a mixture between, of, you know, what sneakers coming out or, you know, what's the hot item of the year. It could be maybe a movie, maybe a television show. And some of it's just the stuff that I like. So it's not always because something new is happening. It's more about it's coming out and I do enjoy the thing. You know, I, I do enjoy whatever that thing is, you know? 
So I, I just feel like I have so many interests that I grew up on and it could be from like video games or comics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm always trying to find ways to tie it in. But at the same time, I'm also, you know, trying to figure out how I could build my own world, you know, like yeah. the creators I like have their own style, but they also built their own characters. So I'm trying to take a step back, step back and figure that out also, you know, like I went to, uh, when I was in Australia, I saw uh, Dr. Seuss, they had like a Dr. Seuss art gallery, right? And I didn't realize how influential Dr. Seuss was until I walked into the art gallery. I saw all the characters hanging on walls, like like, uh, like they hunted animals and like trophies, like, you know, like the mm-hmm. trophy plaques yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And it just like really showed you the Dr. Seuss world in this like really nice art gallery. And ever since then, I'm like, you know what? I want to do that. So that's what I've been doing you know, ever since. So you mentioned Australia. I know you've also um, been to Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of this is because of the work that you've, you know, you've the world you've created or the prints that you've created and mm-hmm. the opportunities of sneaker con, right? Like that's kind of where you've mm-hmm. been able to kind of do these things. Um, so it's, it's really impressive to be able to see how you've done it because you've even done like you know like almost i would say kind of like a little tour you did like a tour i think it was maybe two summers ago before pandemic Mm. where you kind (laughs) of went and you're like you went to like you went to texas you went to like every single place you weren't just staying in the tri-state area you were going Mm -hmm. countrywide um what made you decide to do that and uh and then kind of like you know what was your what advice would you give someone that would want to kind of do those things that maybe take that step and say, you know what, I need to kind of be, maybe get out of my own area mm-hmm. and go somewhere else and let new eyes see me. Um, yeah, there's a lot of reasons. So just heads up. Cause most people don't know this. I am terrified of flying. I am not a good flyer. So back in 19, I did like 15 dates of going to different places. Just like what you said. Uh, the reason why I bring it up is because um, I had a conversation with a person that, you know, has a sneaker store and he goes to different sneaker events and, and stuff like that. And he pulled me to the side. He just had a really honest conversation with him. He's just like, yo, look, if you want to do this at the level that you're speaking about, you need to go out and really make sure you're the biggest name in this industry, Right. So in order to do that, so if you're out going to these different events, touching different people, you have a better chance of doing that, right? And if you go out and you take content, now, not only are you marketing to new people, but then you have content to show to other people that couldn't make it. So you're really building your brand name, right? So ever since we had that conversation, I just had the mentality of, you know what, I'm gonna leave my feelings to the side. I'm just gonna literally run to the plane, strap on my seat close my eyes. I'll get there when I get there. And, um, you know, for me, it was just about going to different places, meeting new people. I I do like to travel. I like to see different cultures. Right. And just taking advantage of that and just being able to spread the message of what I'm doing. Um, You know, for me, you know, I'm, I'm about to get married, not married yet. But in 2019, my whole mentality was like, you know what, I'm not married yet. I don't have any kids this is the best time I could do that because if I keep putting it off, I don't know when I'll be able to. So thank goodness, because Lord knows I didn't know the pandemic was coming. Right. Yeah. Um, But that was my whole mentality. Just, you know, I had my cousin who another crazy part of the story was he was working at um, bank of America. Right. As he had like a really good job 
wasn't happy. Um, we've always known each other, but we always lived apart. But um, he was a creative himself, and he always wanted to get into videography. Sent me over one of his videos. I'm just like, yo, this is really good. And the whole idea was like, hey, you should come to me to China, right? You know, I can't promise you much. You know, I can't really pay you much, but like get a free trip, free food. You get to go to China. Why not? So he was so into the idea of taking this opportunity to work on his craft and be able to shoot these videos and everything like that. He quit his job. He came with me. That's what we did. It was literally like I felt like it was a real tour. We were on planes. Literally, I must have I don't think I stayed home for more than two weeks. I was always gone to the next section. But now, because I did that, I feel like I'm reaping the benefits of that because I've seen, you know, my social media has grown so much and brands have taken notice. And every event I've gone to, I've had like good things have happened because every place I went to, I've happened to run into a person that connect me to this, that connect me to that. So for anybody that's like thinking about, you know, clothing brand or just trying to, you know, sell their artwork or could be pins or anything like that just try to do a few shows, you know, some in your neck of the woods or try to do one in another state. You don't have to go outside the country, but I just think it's worth doing because you don't know what you can do with your stuff unless you put it in front of people, you know, like putting your stuff on the internet, I feel like isn't a really true gauge on what it can be because, and you know, like this comparison, I almost see it like, like, have you ever been to, um, what's that restaurant with, the, the ridiculous menu with like almost too much stuff. Olive Garden. Oh, uh, oh, I know it's a cheesecake factory. factory. Yep. Thank you. So I feel like the internet's like cheesecake factory, right? So once you see 10 designs, you're not even looking anymore, right? People are just kind of going through and they just assume everybody can do this, right? Yeah. But when they go to the event and they see the person see see you in person, it's a different experience. They're like, oh wait a second. You know, you have their attention. They really can see the artwork or your clothing in front of them. And then they realize, like, wait a second, this is totally different than anything I've seen. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So that's I why totally I think, know what you mean, because I, I yeah, mean, that's, why me, I think. that's that's something that is was like I was doing. I was killing at events for that reason, mm-hmm. because it gives you a chance to 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 make that connection. And then also the fact that people then get to know you mm-hmm. get to see who you are. And then that interaction and seeing all those things, like all those things add up, man, those things are all built up, build on the, Mm -hmm. on the brand, uh, on the branding of your business. So I totally, uh, I totally get that. What, um, I obviously one of the positives on your aspect too, is being going the, the, the fact that you were selling prints way cheaper, you know, cost wise, definitely way cheaper than clothing, um, heck of a lot easier than not having to worry about, you know, and these are all things probably you recognize, like, don't have to worry about sizes. Don't worry about having to worry about someone else printing and, and then having to bring all that inventory. It's a heck of a lot easier to bring, you know, a few boxes of mm-hmm. you know, a, a crap load of prints and then just mm-hmm. sell. So, mm-hmm. um, so I could definitely imagine like that's definitely makes it a heck of a lot easier to be able to travel, um, mm-hmm. when you're going, when you're either, especially abroad, um, to go into events. So, and, you know, I've literally been in your seat, so I get everything that you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just like what you were saying at shows, like people aren't used to what you're doing. Like the level of creativity it takes for you to do what you do. Mm-hmm. The average person not used to that. Yeah. To have like, I have a sandwich brand and the whole sandwich experience I've encompassed into a clothing brand, the mascot from the branding, from the clothing, from the catchphrase and stuff like that. 
of course you kill at shows, you know what I mean? And the internet is different because you don't know when they're seeing it. They could be out, they could be in their car talking to a friend or whatever. So, you know, that, that, that makes it a little bit more difficult. And like what you were saying with, as far as bringing things around, that's why I wasn't able to travel because I couldn't, you know, I knew how much I was making from a show and I knew how much it would cost me to bring everything around. And I couldn't rationalize why that would work out, you know? Yeah. Even just going from state to state, because, you know, everything you bring on the plane, they charge you an arm and a leg, especially now, you know? And as soon as I took myself out of the clothing brand realm is when I realized like, you know what? It takes so much capital to really get this thing going because like you said, with the sizes and then God forbid you want to do wholesale with other stores and Mm -hmm. they have their own terms and nobody wants to pay you until net 30, net 60, net 90, you know? So, but you know, me personally, I, I still do clothing stuff. I just don't do it as a brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I got you. So that's just where I'm at right now. Let one of the things, so I, and there's a few things, you know, obviously like, I, and I kind of kind of curious because like one thing that I love is that you're doing like the sneaker silhouettes. So you're kind of like doing where each sneaker is obviously you're kind of playing, showing the love to the sneaker. Each sneaker has its own, you know, depending on what it is, the release, it's either, you know, has its own print and, and which is obviously great because you have it, endless opportunities between prints you could do enamel pins with it i mean there's just so many opportunities um with that was that something that you had in mind because you you kind of were like this is kind of like where i'm creating my own sneaker universe and this is like Mm. these are the characters or the players that uh you know in my uh in my universe yeah so honestly i started doing that because i did a comic-con show and i realized hey i should have different tiers of pricing and it's 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 pretty expensive to create like a, like a 13 by 19 print right mm-hmm. to where i can't sell it for 20 bucks so i literally came up with that series because like you know what i need something where i could sell smaller prints and an 8 by 11 for the person that just wants to get something simple and they don't want to spend you know like 60 bucks on a piece of artwork mm-hmm. when they just mm-hmm. met me so that's how it started and then like pretty much after doing a few of them, I was just, to be honest, it had a very slow start, but I saw what it could be. So I just kept working on it. I kept working on it. And now it's probably my best selling series. Now it's taken mm-hmm. over. So, and, and like what you said, um, it's, it's also about me just creating my own characters and just trying to, you know, cross over worlds, you know, it's good for the sneaker person, but now I want to design it so well that, even if you're not in the sneakers, you still think it's cool. Yeah. You know what I no, mean? I so. agree. I agree wholeheartedly with that. That's one of the things that I love about it, um, about the just seeing them. Cause I love, I love, I'm not a sneaker head uh, mm-hmm. and I don't even wear Nikes, uh, but you know, because of the fact that they're too narrow for me, but, um, but be, I still love them. I, I still mm-hmm. love seeing all the art prints one, because I love pop culture. I love sports. I love basketball. So it's like, I mm-hmm. love seeing your creativity on what you're coming up with for those things. Um, Thank you. you mentioned the opportunity and collabs when you go and, and the fact of like, and I think that's so important when you're kind of, when you have your own business to kind of have the networking opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk a little bit about, some amazing collaborative opportunities mm-hmm. that you've had. Okay. And, and I'm going to obviously miss a few. So, and, and mm-hmm. I'm okay with you kind of like, you know, 
having that moment to be like, oh, yeah, don't, don't forget this. Um, right, but right. I know you had, you know, you worked with Asics and Foot Locker on like the G.I. Joe mm -hmm. where you did kind of like a sneak eyes and a, in a and it was a called Snow, uh, Storm Shadow, mm -hmm. um, you know, sneaker. You did you have you done like a Converse and Foot Locker, the lemonade sneaker, mm -hmm. um, probably my favorite just because it's so different. Mm -hmm. um would have to be probably the the diodora wine and foot action wine uh wine sneakers like mm -hmm. i was telling someone about it and they were like what this doesn't make any sense but like it makes total sense because one you collect wine people collect mm -hmm. wine and sneaker heads but the thing is and i'm all and you know i'm a sucker for branding mm -hmm. i love the little things like all the little details when i look at your pictures when you scroll like mm -hmm. the cork insoles the <laughs> fact that the box is actually a wine barrel uh, mm -hmm. the fact that I think is like you're left-handed. So like you have a little imprint, like your logo is on the left sneaker. Yep. There's like little, so tell me, talk a little bit about these opportunities. Um, and maybe talk, talk a little bit about how the heck you even got like a wine company doing sneakers with you. Right. Like, right, let, right. Tell me a little bit about like how the, the origin story and how that even kind of like all of a sudden Anderson's like, I'm not doing sneaker prints. I'm actually designing sneakers now. Like how did that, what's that origin story there? Yeah, it's uh anybody that's in the sneakers, the one thing you dream about is like, wow, what would I do if I had my own sneaker? Mm -hmm. So it's definitely uh, you know, a surreal moment, but it was just happenstance. I think somebody might have what started happening with the art prints, it started showing up in offices, right? So I would hear that it showed up in like um like a foot locker or foot action and stuff like that. Like people would show me like they had it literally in their work office. So without me even realizing, right, that these prints started to become like a big business card for who I am and what I did. So Foot Locker was toying with the idea of um, they wanted to start creating their own projects rather than like, you know, um, just buy from the retailers like the Nikes and Adidas and want to do their own things. So luckily, um, they saw my design. They called me down. I went and did a meeting. And the meeting was so like random. It was like literally on like a footlocker floor, like the one person to make the decisions. And, um, you know, when he pitched me the idea, it wasn't even about the sneakers. It was just like, hey, we want to do a GI Joe. We're thinking t-shirts and some hats. And that was really it. We might have some brands that might jump aboard. So I was like, all right, cool. So he was on the fence. I show him my artwork. As I'm showing him my artwork, the workers are seeing it from a distance. They're like, yo, what is that? So all of a sudden, next thing you know, there's like five workers flipping through the artwork, taking my business card because they're legitimately interested. So this guy seeing this, he's like, I think it's cool, but they think it's cool too. So, yeah. he, so he calls me the next day. He's just like, yo, I want to do this um, GI Joe project. You know, I can't promise, you know, hopefully it goes through, but like, if you want to do it, we could do it. So of course I say yes. Um, and about a month into it, after showing him my sketches and stuff like that, um he says hey asics wants to come aboard they don't have time to make the sneakers do you want to do it one of the things that people don't know about this project that i think is very important um is i didn't get paid to do those sneakers like the budget that i had for the shirts and all that was already done and when he hit me with the opportunity i was like look i could argue with this person to try to get more money to do these sneakers or i could do it put on my resume and the way that I saw it is like, even if he paid me twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars, 
it still wouldn't be as important as me having sneakers on my resume, right? Like the yep. end. Yep. So I didn't even ask anybody. Like I told people what it was. They're like, oh no, you should ask somebody, whatever. I'm just like, I'm just going to do these, do it to the best of my ability. And that is it. Um, the project came out a year later and it definitely had a moment. All the GI Joe people came out and bought sneakers, hats, clothing. It really had a run. And, you know, he told me straight up that ASICS is not the best selling brand in Foot Lock. It's just not. Yeah. He says, to this day, one of the best selling ASICS they've ever had. The end. Like everybody said, you're not selling ASICS. And that was like in the Foot Locker realm of stuff. And then when they saw that, they're like, oh, okay, I guess you're onto something. And that's how everything just took off. That's how everything started rolling. And I, and what's cool every- about the, the, those ASIC ones, the box is actually like that old school, the, the drawing, you did kind of like a drawing version of what it almost looked like when you bought, when you used to buy the old GI Joes mm-hmm. with that the color. Blister packs. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Like I, I, I remember seeing those and, and loving it. And the, I literally thought of you um, because with the new Snake Eyes movie coming out, mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, I'm like, this stuff is like, people are going to be rocking the heck out of that to go to the movies. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how it started. And like you said, box looked like something you would get from like, like Toys R Us or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then I made sure um, I just took inspiration from like the characters outfits as how I made the sneakers. So, you know, um, black and like 3M for uh, the Snake Eyes one because of his face mask and everything yep. like that. And uh, for the Storm Shadow, he has like this really cool camo pattern on one of his toys I used to make up the sneaker. And uh, it was a cool experience. Even, you know, some of the details that people might have missed unless you have the shoe is, you know, um, Snake Eyes is an American, you know, Storm Shadow is Japanese. So literally everything in, in writing on the um, Storm Shadow is literally written in Japanese. Same thing, but it's all written in Japanese or whatever. So, you know, it, it was a good project. It, it really opened the door, showed me the opportunities that, you know, could be going down this lane of doing sneakers. And then, you know, one year, two years later, that's when I had the opportunity to work with Converse. And then that was it. That was like, that really, as far as Foot Locker and um, other brands really put my name on the map because, you know, those shoes sold out in like 30 seconds. Those I the lemonades? Are those the lemonades? Yeah, yeah, the Converse lemonades, yeah. you know? Yeah. So those were to try to raise money for... Uh, people affected by you know covid because this is probably like a few months out of the height of it so that you know it was a really good opportunity it it, it, you know for me to do it it was important because i felt like it was just giving back to people in need you know because we all were going through it and um yeah what about the the wine the diodora wine uh how did that go about because like those like is that from like you buy them from like Tell people a little bit about like how that one. Yeah, you've done. You did like was it five? Is it five releases? Yeah. D- five sneakers with them right now? Yeah, Diodora is my fifth design sneaker. So Diodora is uh, is an Italian sneaker company, right? Um, they really the one thing that they know for is how they do their stuff by hand, how it's handmade. It's luxury. It's like real luxury uh, materials to make those sneakers. I'm familiar with it because they've done projects with some really well-known sneaker designers. But um, as soon as I got the project, they just told me like, hey, come up with a concept and just let me know. And because, you know, it's an Italian brand, I'm like, 
what are people what was one thing that's known in Italy I'm like let's let's go with wine you know let's do one white wine one red wine and I really dove into that you know I thought it would make sense to pay homage to you know where the brand started but I also thought that I have I've never seen anybody do it this way so you know to literally have all the details to make it look like an expensive bottle of wine that you can collect you know like one sneaker literally the same color of the grapes the colors of the sneakers are inspired by grapes during the process i found out that you know red wine is made by blue grapes who knew you know what i mean yeah so um you know like what you were saying just trying to uh for the sneakerhead for the person that enjoys wine just try to put a project together that they'll enjoy from the sneaker box looking like looking like a wooden uh wine barrel from the branding if you even see the type one it looks like it was branded onto the box from the insole having like a look like it's cork or even if you see the photos the photos looks like a high-end um commercial for like you know for wine and stuff like that yeah. so just really trying to um you know make it an experience that's what i'm about i'm about experiences no it makes total sense i'm all about experience did you get a pair do you have a pair of those like have you gotten a pair of any of these mm-hmm. like what how many like do you have like besides the lemon besides not having the lemonades do you have any do you have all the other ones like they send you a- yeah so i get i get uh samples of everything okay so good. i have so i have the lemonades i just like to buy it just to have like an yeah, extra yeah, yeah. Put on the side oh yeah so yeah i have i have one of everything yeah okay sweet man that, that that's absolutely amazing i absolutely love it like I, I think to me that that like when i saw that i was like oh man i'm like that's a insane um mm-hmm. that's like if someone were to come to me and say you want to do a you want to come up with a sandwich design like i know nike had one for for a moment when they were doing like the nike ids and you can mm-hmm. vote on it and there was mm-hmm. one guy that did a, a bodega a bodega breakfast sandwich as as that as a sneaker. I was voting every day because I want I was mm-hmm. like I want to win that one. I'm like I'm buying mm-hmm. them. I don't even though they may not fit me. I'm gonna buy them because right, right, right. I was like I gotta stay on brand with that. So yeah, so mm-hmm. that uh, that makes total sense. So let's talk a little bit about obviously social media, the importance of social media, mm-hmm. even though you're like absolutely what you said is like you know obviously the that face to face is always great. Um, mm-hmm. but with the pandemic and everything, we definitely had to rely, everyone had to do a lot of pivot if they mm-hmm. weren't already doing more social. Um, one thing that I was definitely say that I think, um, was amazing to see, um, obviously like I knew you were on Instagram with like, you know, mm-hmm. with both blue dreams and also as, as yourself, Anderson blue, um, and it's Anderson underscore blue, um, mm-hmm. uh, on Instagram, but where what's amazing to me was, um, seeing your videos on TikTok. Because mm-hmm. your TikTok videos, what was a cool thing about it was, and what I love that you did was it wasn't, you weren't really when you, at least from, because I started following you from the beginning, I think. Um, oh, really? Oh, yeah, because I, <laughs> I was following in the beginning. And when you were following the beginning, though, a lot of that stuff, like you were, you were smart, though, because you started doing like quick little like, hey, this is how you draw this. And people were, and then you were asking for recommendations for people like, mm-hmm. how do you learn how to draw this? And so you were drawing, you weren't saying like, hey, I'm drawing sneakers. You were just mm-hmm. doing regular art. And then as you mm-hmm. progressed, you then started doing like, hey, let me show you um, behind the scenes or my process behind it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you've you've literally amounted eight hundred and thirty four thousand followers on TikTok. That is flipping insane, man. That's, That's awesome. Uh, so my you. question to you is because I know I try to get I, I try to get on that TikTok train. I try mm-hmm. to do like the, the number one thing I will say for any social and you can mm-hmm. agree with me, I'm assuming is consistency. 
How the heck do you stay consistent where you're actually constantly pro providing content to upload and to actually share? Cause that, that is, that is a lot of work. Yep. Um, so the TikTok thing is weird only because. I, so I've heard about it. I knew about it. I knew about it when it was musically and it took me a little bit to get into it. When I say a little bit, like I dragged my feet, but so I've been doing this so long. I've seen the waves of social media. So I've seen my space, but I didn't have a business then. I saw Facebook, but that's when I started my business. I jumped on to, Inst to Instagram, but I didn't really push myself in it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the reason why I say that is because everybody's always saying like, oh, whatever, I missed that one. I'll just go to the next one. I'll go to the next one. So as soon as I heard TikTok and I heard what it could do, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy in. I'm not going to make excuses. I'm going to make video content just for this. I'm going to at least do it once a day and I'm going to figure it out. And for anybody first jumping on TikTok, I get it. It feels weird. You know, you see little kids dancing. Um, you, you feel like you might be in the wrong place. But literally sticking to that was one of the best decisions I did, especially during the pandemic, because I was like, you know, I have nothing but free time. I might as well really focus and try to grow this as much as I can. But as far as trying to figure out social media, I just try to tell people, look, you don't have to do everything. Pick one or two and just really hammer those home. And definitely anything that change, like anything that changes, try to jump on it. Try to be the person that's there early. And I get it. Nobody wants to put energy into something that kind of falls off the face of the earth. And I've been on TikTok now to where they're supposed to cancel it like three or four times, yep. right? So it could look like my time could have been a waste. Thankfully, not. You know, I think TikTok is going to be, it's still early. It's not too late. I, from what I hear, it's coming down the pipeline. It's going to be a big app for a very long time. But I, I just think if you want to do this, you want to do such a job, you just have to find one or two and just try to make it work for you. The reason why I don't show any graphic design stuff is because it's so time consuming. I only show drawings because it's the quickest thing that I could do. You know what I mean? And a lot of the times when I do my drawings, I don't even show myself coloring it in because I just don't have the time. Yeah. So what I did was I said, all right, what can I do that I can create content where I could educate people and the thing that I do without it taking way too much time, you know? during the the anderson blue tour in 2019 i went all over the place we shot video but i learned how difficult it was to really get a buzz going on youtube because youtube has been going on for so long mm -hmm. so when i say if there's anything new jump on it jump on it because it's going to push your videos further than any other media i was talking to another um on another podcast and the person said you couldn't post something on, on instagram and you get a million views. There's no, you couldn't do that in the beginning, could do that in the past. It's just not there. So if you see a vehicle that's saying, hey, come over here, we're going to show everybody, why not do it? You know what I mean? Like right now, another thing, because I'm always trying to think ahead, I'm literally working on NFT artwork right now. I'm not sure if anybody knows what that is. Oh, yeah. But I was from, wondering, I was going to ask about that. <laughs> but yeah, go on. Yeah. So quick synopsis of NFTs is pretty much you're able to collect digital artwork like paintings, right? Um, and what it does is they have a, a system where they can track. So if you do 20 paintings, they could track 20 digital paintings of who has them or whatever. 
um, I think it's gonna be around for a very, very long time because of the technology. So right now I'm taking my artwork and I'm working with animators to animate it so it can be collectible. You know what I mean? So for me, I'm never scared for jumping on the new things. I just see it as opportunity. That's pretty much what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. And I could totally see those silhouettes um, animated as NFTs. Those are, uh, those are, those would be legit. Really cool. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's definitely an animal. That's definitely an animal. It's, it's uh it's basically going to take over um, the idea of like trading cards or collectible cards. Mm -hmm. It'll be um, the NBA's got it. And they're just in an infant stage right now mm -hmm. where it's like literally looks like uh gifts of uh athletes doing something you know shooting scoring mm -hmm. or whatever and and I, sure, during game time and they're basically making those things as cards and it's a it's an animal it's definitely an animal that uh very very new and and i and i've seen a few like that where it goes that route so that makes uh that makes total sense and i think that's awesome that you kind of jump on it and and you definitely hit the mark on the sense of consistency because mm -hmm. that's definitely the the difficult part sometimes and the and it definitely does happen like tiktok you can do there's videos. I'm close to almost a million. I have like two videos that are two of TikToks that are almost close to a million right now um, views. And it's just because I did like Disney princesses. I asked them what their favorite sandwiches was because, um, you know, I got to stay on point on brand. So that was like the whole thing is trying to constantly figure out things that actually work um, that, you know, work with your brand and how you can use it. Um, and what you can provide because it's it's not just you trying to sell your uh, mm -hmm. sell your merchandise. It's literally mm -hmm. you. What can you provide the audience that they want to follow you and and interact with you? So definitely, when it comes to social, I definitely recommend um, that aspect of it. Uh, Anderson, what advice would you give yourself, um, like your younger self, based on where how you've evolved um, in the last like probably the last seven to six seven years? Um, just be flexible. And keep educating yourself. That's it. Um, you know, I, I think when I came in, I came with expectation of what it should be. And now any opportunity that comes my way, I just make the best out of it. Like the sneakers came because I made the best out of it. Yeah. Um, you know, the other opportunities that came is because they said, hey, we want you to do this. I went above and beyond to make it the best thing that it can be. You know, like right now, as we speak, you know, the Anderson Blue brand, like there's me as an artist, but now we're slowly becoming a creative agency because people have seen the photography, the video work and everything that we've done. And they're saying, why pay this other person to do it? And not even doing that great of a job where you understand what the market is. And I've already seen what you've done. So just add it to the list. So, you know, that's what I would tell myself. Just anything that comes your way, just take it and make the best out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think and flexibilities, I think, is a, a great, a great thing to have that to adaptability, flexibility to be able to kind of do that. So I, that makes total, uh, total sense. Um, out of curiosity, do you have any questions for me? Yeah. What about you? How do you feel about social media? What do you uh, what do you see yourself? Uh, what direction are you trying to go with? Go I, in, I guess. So for me, I, I will say that the I definitely like the idea of the the I do like the TikTok and the real aspect of of because video is so hard for editing for youtube um and i know that they have youtube sh youtube shorts which is like their version of trying to you know because everyone at the end of the day is trying to become the, what the other whatever's popular um but for me like it's just that's that's a different animal um you know and i had a previous guest who does what he does full-time is actually youtube and mm -hmm. it's 
I, it's just so many hours that it's like, there's only so much I can do to do that. So for me, I, I love Instagram. I love, uh, just because one, I'm a, I'm a foodie and I love to look at food. It also gives you a great opportunity to interact with people. Um, it's just kind of, you know, that's kind of, for me, I think that's so important to be able to get yourself out there, um, mm-hmm. and just interact with people. And, and there's tons of people that will tell you, and I totally agree with it. And, if, and you really make the time, um, you know, you kind of follow like your, your, your most popular, you know, Instagram accounts that you think are, relative relative to what your brand or your business is about and having that interaction and putting leaving your two cents in and not just saying hey this is cool but actually like providing content or in, or information um it's kind of created it's uh, provided a lot of opportunities for me like even with like food network celebrities or just people mm-hmm. like that are foodies um because you create that relationship and then you start kind of interacting and then all of a sudden because of those interactions you now have you know that's the beauty of social media is that you kind of kind of makes the world small and you and you kind of mm-hmm. all can become there's a way a con, there's like there's a possible connection for you um so it's given me a lot of opportunities that i probably mm-hmm. would have never had um if it wasn't for me to be able to do like twitter or you know or you know instagram to be able to interact with folks so um mm-hmm. yeah it's i think it's it's super needed super needed for all businesses um, to be able to show your business, the behind the scenes, your personality. I mean, there's just so many positives to it. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know if you've been doing this, I have to check out your TikTok. But like, I think if you spent a lot of your energy just educating people, and I know you do it now, but like becoming like the BuzzFeed of food, I think you'd be in shock on how fast it will pick up. Because if there's one thing that everybody loves is food. No matter, you know, no matter what your background, gender, ethnicity, you put some food in front of people, they enjoy it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I agree with that. And I follow quite a bit of foodie people. It's uh, it's amazing. Uh, the love of food we have for, uh, you know, everyone loves a good food and good sandwiches. So I definitely get that. So I have actually have another question for you. So when did you start Deli Fresh? Like what year? 2013. Okay. So, yeah. So you're right, right around the t-shirt bubble. So, uh-huh. where, so where do you see clothing brands going from where you started to now because i remember back in 2013 it felt like everybody had a clothing brand but now i feel like since everything has changed like like where do you see yourself uh taking deli fresh from back then to now yeah it's it's definitely changed i have a i i literally have a table um, where I fold my shirts. It's over. You, you can see it on in the video, like this table right here. It's my mm-hmm. old kitchen table. And I literally sticker bombed it. And it's sticker bombed with like all these clothing brands mm-hmm. that I met and learned from or talked to during the time that I went. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I get to safely say that I've, you know, I've survived. I can't, I, I, but at the same time, like, have I successfully survived? I don't know. Like it's, I think that's all kind of depends on how people look at it and succeed and how mm-hmm. they view success. Um, I can safely say that, like, I think my brand is, my brand has gotten to a point where I, I'm at a certain window or certain mm-hmm. glass ceiling where I need to figure out like how to, ex- how to basically Willy Wonka it and basically mm-hmm. bust through and actually hit the rest of the world um, mm-hmm. or at least the rest of the country. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I'm currently at right now, trying to figure that part out. Um, the, and like we talked before, like the whole idea of clothing um, is such a weird animal in the sense mm-hmm. of sizes and you know having the quantity and trying to then figure out and do a better job. Like for me, I've kind of um, 
I guess I've kind of changed some tweaks and some ideas before I want mm-hmm. everyone to experience what, you know, my brand is, uh, and I still do, but if I decide to go wholesale, I can't do that. So it's like, right. you gotta, you're going to have to, I have to be flexible to be mm-hmm. able to kind of say, okay, well, if we're going to do this, then we got to do that. We're going to have mm-hmm. to do less of these things in order to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where I'm kind of looking at. Um, the hard part for me is like, I want to do things like enamel pins and stickers, um, at sandwich shops. Like, I think that would be like a, a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I also know right now, like there's a lot of clothes, like a lot of these like food companies or small mom and pop places, mm-hmm. they don't have the money for any of that stuff. They're just trying mm-hmm. to survive. So right, right, pandemic right. wise, like in my brand is totally different than me being able to say, Hey, I'm going to go to a boutique or I'm going to go somewhere to do this. Cause I'm going to try to go. My goal is to either go to these little stores that have like a bunch of local stuff or just unique mm-hmm. things. Or mm-hmm. I'm going straight to sandwich shops and saying, hey, let's, you know, let's sell my stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's kind of where I'm kind of looking at my next evolution is going to have to be is that. Um, and then just kind of staying within, like, that's kind of one of the reasons why I branched out and created the podcast, just mm-hmm. because I want to be able to create, um, you know, I am the brand, I'm part of the brand. And I figure that if more people get to know me or hear things or meet other people, then then automatically, hopefully they all kind of goes back to them wanting to come back to the brand or check out the brand. Mm. Dope. Dope. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get everything that's going on. So sweet, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely a process. I absolutely love, um, one of that was one of the reasons why I definitely wanted to have you is just because of the fact that like you understand like the issue or the, the concerns or the things that, the, that people deal with. But I also, the fact that you were able to find something else mm-hmm. and actually be able to go and actually become you, like, like I, like I said to you earlier, you found your secret sauce, mm-hmm. like you found it. And now that you found it, it's like, you're going it's and, and it's a heck of a lot better uh better opportunities uh and mm. creating other opportunities for you that you couldn't do and like and that's not to say you can't go back and say well i i learned all these things from having a clothing brand i could still do clothing mm-hmm. uh or to a certain degree but it's totally different than you being able to do um the idea of the prints and all that type of stuff i think that's uh you know i think to be honest with you uh, i may have you i may talk to you afterwards and kind of give you some maybe talk to you and give you contact information for my buddy who does the socks because you can do custom socks and i think mm. socks would work for you uh, yeah thank you i appreciate you totally that. uh that would totally work with like some of the shoes to go with it and put some of your designs on socks um mm. i think it would kill and um and they do a great job with what they do they got some great partnerships with like disney and all these other businesses because of what they've been able That's to dope. do um and he uh very similar story to you kind of like hey i didn't see anything like this and he's a big hooper so i will well, I'll, I'll pass that information <laughs> That's too funny. uh so you can kind of see um so last thing but obviously before lunch ends um where where can people follow you and where can they shop and support you yeah um bluedreams.com uh spelled b-l-u-u dreams.com uh social media is anderson blue blue spelled the same way tiktok is only different because uh i got locked out of my other name so just anderson blue one word um but yeah you could find me instagram tiktok's where i usually post all my social media stuff i'm gonna be making a run on youtube started to hear about youtube shorts i think there's, there's a lot of opportunity there so we can go to youtube type in anderson blue and yeah that's where you can find me Awesome, man. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much to Anderson Blue for being on the show and having lunch with me. Definitely make sure to check them out. 
um, just like he provided all the different socials. Definitely. Uh, if not, you can definitely check out my Instagram. You will see uh, quite a bit of it on my feed uh, when the show gets released. So you'll be able to see that. If you enjoyed the show, definitely make sure to subscribe. Um, if you want to support me, check out my brand, Delhi Fresh Threads, um, and definitely do uh, tell your friends and do some shopping. Um, thank you. Until next time, keep eating sandwiches and follow your passion. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.